welcome to another episode of Brick House, the podcast about reframing porn addiction. I'm your host, Ben Fraser, who also happens to be a recovering porn addict. Today, we're talking about internet dating and porn addiction. But first, a 60-second check-in. Well, it's been three months since my girlfriend and I broke up after a six and a half year relationship. And um, in that time, I've had three relapses that lasted like a day or so and uh, done a lot of masturbation. <laughs> so it's been a rough time uh, in terms of recovery. It's been, it's been a setback time, but I kind of gave myself permission to to indulge in the addiction, basically. The other thing that happened in the three months is that I moved out of my uh, house that I shared with my girlfriend, and I had to find a new place, and I went through all my stuff, literally. Had to throw away a lot of things, give away things, recycle things, condense things, move things into storage. It was a lot, it was a lot. <laughs> um, so that's what happened. And now on to our topic internet dating. Um, I've had some experience with internet dating. Before I met my uh, previous girlfriend, um, I did some internet dating. Um, And I learned a few things then, which I completely forgot (laughs) until I did it again. Um, Here's a few tips of internet dating for porn addicts. Um, You know, as a porn addict, uh, fantasy is a big part of the problem that we have. and internet dating is a great place to uh, have great fantasies. So, you know, the, the, this, the pattern is like this. You, you see somebody's picture and you go, wow, she's amazing. It would be great to date her. And then you initiate contacts, or if you're lucky, maybe she initiates contact with you, which is kind of rare. It's kind of rare for a, a, somebody who seems really hot to come after me um, first. I think the, uh, the women that have great attractive photos, uh, they just kind of sit around and, and wait and sift through their messages. Anyway, so, um, so, you in, so I initiate contact and maybe she will uh, write back. And then basically what happens is I build this whole fantasy about who she is and how we're going to be great together, maybe even fantasize about having sex with her. And then um, maybe we talk on the phone, and then eventually we meet. And can you guess what's going to happen? She doesn't really look like her picture. <laughs> um, I, and, then she, and, she's not, and then I find that she's not actually very attractive to me at all, which I could tell in the first three seconds of the meeting. And then I'm stuck sort of having lunch or tea or coffee with a woman that I'm really not interested in. So what I've learned is to try to keep the fantasy at a minimum, to try to keep expectations low, to just have fun. And um, that, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and also to try to meet somebody as soon as possible, not have a long correspondence Try to meet in person as soon as possible. You probably know this if you've ever done internet dating, but I'm just saying it to you and to myself to remind myself um, because I've already gotten burned a couple times um, 
by this process just in the last month and a half. It's like, oh, she seemed really attractive, but I wasn't actually attracted to her. Meet as soon as possible, Ben. Meet as soon as possible. So I've come to, I figured out this other thing, which I want to share with you, which is the idea of taking sex out of the picture. So what I mean by that, and this might be specific to me, but I think you might relate to it, to it too. So I believe that sex should be part of a committed relationship. So I'm not interested in like a one night stand of sex. Maybe that works for some people. It does not work for me because if I have sex with somebody, then I get really emotionally attached. So I've just decided that for me, it doesn't make sense to have sex with somebody unless I'm in a committed relationship. Well, the problem is that here I am, a single guy, and I'm feeling a little, you know, if I'm not masturbating, not looking at porn, I might feel a little desperate to have sex. And therefore, I might kind of push kind of hard, to, so, so to speak, push hard to have a committed relationship with somebody just so I can have sex with her. And that gets me into trouble. Maybe she's not a good um, match. Maybe it's not good to be in a committed relationship with her. So this decision that, that I'm making for myself is to date, to you know, have coffee, have lunch, maybe go dancing, maybe even do some kissing or whatever, if that makes sense. But um, not have sex, not, not choose to have a committed relationship until later on, until it really makes sense, you know? And, and basically try to realize that there are lots of women out there, lots of women who might be great matches. And if I find one who kind of likes me and I kind of like, I don't have to choose her and then, and then take everybody else off the list. So what I'm saying is that there's, there's sort of desperation around sex, but there's also a sort of desperation around like nobody loves me. And if I find somebody who kind of likes me, I, I hold on to her and don't let go. And that's very old from, from when I was young. So, so that's not very useful in a dating relationship. And I think maybe if, if you are a porn act, you, you might have some similar issues. So try to take the desperation out if you can and try to be relaxed about it. That's the other thing, I guess, is that um, I'm just trying to be relaxed, not think, oh my God, this is the one, she's amazing, this is the love that I've been looking for all my life. It's like, no, I'm gonna have tea, have a conversation, see if there's an attraction there. If there's not, we'll say thank you, move on, and, uh, and have a nice time. So that's sort of what I've learned um, so far. So I want to end with one little story um, that kind of shifted things for me. Um, so I met this one woman. On, I didn't really meet her. I, I, I you know, uh, had contact, <laughs> had contact with this woman online. Um, really liked her picture. Really liked her profile. I said hi. I, I, I said those things. She wrote back. We had a couple little flirty kind of messages, which was kind of fun. And then she said, and then I'm going to start reading some stuff here of what she wrote. She said, bonus points if you're not an addict, a sociopath, a sex addict, or having mommy issues. So this is like, you know, we had just met. This was like, you know, the we our correspondence has started like 10 minutes before, you know. Um, 
that was it. That was that was, was like one of the very first things she said before before we even knew if we liked each other, you know. So, so here I have this choice. She's basically asking if I'm a sex addict before doing anything else. So I have a few choices. I can lie. Why? Why should I do that? So I just I just said the truth. I said, well, actually, I'm a recovering porn addict, and if you're still talking to me, that would be great. So I thought I would get points for honesty, uh, saying that, yes, actually, I am a recovering porn addict. Um, But she wrote back and said, addiction, oh dear, so common among the single male population, a bit discouraging for us healthy normies. Healthy normies. I wanted to write back and say, nobody's normal. You're not... You might think you're normal, but you're not. I, did, I didn't say that. Um, but she was discouraged. I was discouraged. I, I ended up feeling really hopeless. The next day, I got a little bit more gumption, and I wrote back, and I wrote deal breaker. Just that one. I don't know if that's two words or one word. I wrote deal breaker, question mark. And, you know, every t- when you're doing this sort of correspondence, you don't know if this is the last thing you're going to hear. If, like... She's going to disappear. And so I'm glad I got it together to ask that question. Well, she, she, we wrote back and forth. Um, and uh, she, I would write back in the morning. She'd write back at night. At night. So this, this, this was over the course of like three days. And then at the end, she wrote back and she said, It's nothing personal. It's just that addiction, especially any type of sexual addiction, interferes with the degree of intimacy I require in a sexual relationship. I've been involved with a porn addict, and the sex was very unsatisfying for me. I have friends who have been through the same. Many people wouldn't notice what's missing, but I'm highly intuitive and empathic. I'll forego sex altogether rather than experience the type that leaves me feeling emotionally empty and unsatisfied. You seem kind, and I appreciate your honesty, and I do hope you find someone special. So... (laughs) So I have, so that was a hard, hard message to get, but you know, I, I can't blame her. I can't blame her. Uh, she's been hurt by being in relationships with other guys who are, who are, um, porn addicts and she doesn't want to do it again. And she basically didn't trust me to, to be able to be intimate with her, um, uh, which is sort of funny because we don't even know if we like each other. But anyway, forget that part. So basically, I felt I felt bad about that. And I ended up writing a long response. And then I decided just not to send it. It's like, you know what, Ben, she's, she's, she's saying she doesn't want to date you. So just let it go. Don't bug her. Um, she's made a decision. I had written a, a previous one saying that, you know, I, I'm in recovery. I've, I've done a lot of work on myself. I'd be, you know, I, f- I figured out a lot of things about intimacy, all true. Uh, but, you know, she still decided that um, she wasn't open to it, which is fair. So, so the next day after that, I decided that I need to step up my recovery. Uh, that's one reason I'm recording this podcast. It's like, I need to get back into this. I need to get back into being accountable to you, my, my listeners, um, if there are any of you, <laughs> and just um, get, get back on track for the recovery. 
you know, none of this, this, this kind of like having a relapse every month and doing a lot of masturbation is, it's not really where I want to be. And basically I want to prepare myself to be a good partner for somebody. And somebody who's in the active uh, porn addiction is not a good partner. So I need to do that. So I actually signed up for uh, Matt Dobshute's uh, Porn Free Playbook. And um, that's like a five-day video program. I, I got a filter for my computer, which actually did not work because I have a, my computer's too old. But uh, anyway, I'm taking steps to really step up my recovery. And um, so that's, that's my plan. And I'll let you know how it goes. Now it's time for an appreciation. I want to appreciate art shows, specifically art openings or art closings. You know, the ones where they have a reception and they've got like food and cheese and crackers and chips and, and wine maybe or cider or, or things like that. Um, so I went to one the other day and it was small. There were just a few people there. And, you know, secretly I was hoping like, hey, maybe I'll meet a, a woman. Maybe I'll meet somebody. Uh, that didn't happen, except I did. <laughs> Actually, I met this comic book artist, and uh, he talked to me for about half an hour about um, his comic book art, which actually was actually kind of fun. And it definitely would not have happened if I stayed home and watched something on Netflix. So, and I got to see some cool art. All right, so that's it for today. Thanks for listening. You can find links to some of the things I talked about in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series or listen to other podcast episodes, go to BrickhouseWebSeries.com. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know how you're doing. I'd love to hear from you guys if you're out there listening. Thanks again. Remember, stick with reality. It's, it's going to be better. It's going to be better.